0: Welcome to the Another Way Podcast, where we challenge conventional thinking about how to lead, live, and love what you do. I am Pete Wilson, joined by my co-host, Jordan Wilson.
1: And we both work for the A Group. That's right. Which is um, an awesome marketing and technology agency based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we solve problems and create tools to help churches and nonprofits grow. So this is why this podcast exists.
0: Yeah. And you know what? It's interesting. I'm just going to cut right to it today. Um, it's amazing how fast things are changing in our world these days. Yeah, uh, and I think there's lots of reasons for that, and the pandemic is one of them. But uh, there's lots of things that are changing, and culture is shifting and it's mm-hmm. shifting fast. Mm-hmm. And the uh, you know the problems that we have to solve and the tools that we have to create at the A group to help churches and nonprofits grow is changing extremely fast.
1: Yeah, and I I think marketing and technology changes so quickly anyways and then you throw 2020 into the mix and it's like oh it's on like turbo speed
0: yeah yeah and you know i think the good news is a whole lot of what's happening this year that may feel to our nonprofits and ministry as a setback can actually be a setup and a setup to some great opportunities uh, to reach a different audience, to meet deeper needs, mm-hmm. uh, there's some incredible opportunities here.
1: Yeah, and also, I mean, with there's so much going on, but like to expand, um, maybe the compassion and the um, inclusiveness that may have not been a part of your ministry or mission before. Um, I think it's all kind of coming to a head, and we're all having to answer new questions and solve new problems. So, um, I don't know. I just I think this year is bringing a lot of uh, maybe what would be considered bad things like a pandemic, but also some really important things that um, are coming to light and hopefully being shifted for the better.
0: Yeah, yep, and that's why uh, today we have Murillo um, really um, our uh, CEO here at the A Group is going to talk about creating a culture of inclusivity and compassion. He's actually working on a guide right now, so we're kind of you know pushing him to give us a sneak peek at the material that he's working on because I think it's going to be a really helpful tool and that's exactly what he does in today's podcast uh, as he kind of uh, breaks down a little bit of this framework of what this looks like as we begin to think about how to be uh, more sensitive and more proactive at creating a culture of inclusivity and compassion.
1: All right. Well, let's jump right into it.
0: All right, Marilia, we're excited to have you uh on the podcast again. And uh, gosh, we're still in the midst of this pandemic. And, you know, we're continuing to learn more and more uh, about um, how to solve problems and create tools to help churches and nonprofits grow in the midst of this pandemic. And um, so I'm excited about this conversation today. You're going to kind of walk us through this really important topic of creating a culture of inclusivity and compassion and why that's so important right now.
2: You know, Pete. Being- I think the the pandemic issue whether you you think it's as part of the pandemic or part of the the riots demonstrations or the combination right now they they're all kind of put together in in, the, in this cultural melee so there is no uh separation in people's minds of what happened in 2020 mm-hmm. so I I don't know whether I would say this is you know a pandemic issue or it's a cultural issue but it is because of this time and and this has become as far as marketing and and being able to tell a story extremely important and it was important before uh, and I think that the idea of you know people wanting to feel included and feel like they are dealt with compassion has it's true of Absolutely. human nature, nobody wants to be singled out yep but what what I want to make sure that our you know, clients and the people are listening to this podcast. People who are working with nonprofits know that more than ever, being able to demonstrate that, being able to be really intentional about creating that culture, while in your publication, on on uh, on your website, on the social media posts, it's critical to the well-being of the organization moving forward. And and I think that. uh, right now everybody it's extremely sensitive people are nervous everybody has this fear of being excluded of being marginalized whether you're a minority or whether you're uh uh, something that is not mainstream and and i think people are looking for clues words visuals to say do these people really care
0: Mm. yeah
2: do they really care only not only about the mission. Do they care about the people yeah. they serve? Yep. Do they care about the people who are serving alongside with them? And I, I know that sounds crazy to some people, but you and I have had background of knowing that some people can be so passionate about the end result of the mission that they almost could care less yeah. about the people getting all to get there. It's yeah. like, let's get these many things done. Let's get these many meals fed, like many people done. And that many, you know, a million boxes to children in somewhere else. And yet the organization itself is fraught with issues and it's not inclusive and it's very, very uh, harsh. So I think that at this point in time, being able to show uh, visually and words, it's critical. For example, uh, you know, I not you know, talk, to talk about diversity. And I, I really hate tokenism when people just throw in an image here, an image there, that kind right. of say, "Yeah, we are inclusive." Let's not do that. People can see through this. Sure. This is so. That is so 1985. Right, right. You know, oh, we need, we need a you know a diverse child in this picture. Let's find somebody on a stock photo and put it here. It goes beyond that. Uh, this is a ability to say. What about real stories, authentic stories of men and women and older folks and, and minorities that exist inside of your organization and tell those stories in a way that that relates to everyone? Uh, sometimes, the you know, people want to be really visually hip and, and we all be guilty of that. You want to be the coolest church or you want to be the coolest nonprofit with the coolest graphics, which is, you know, great. But the tendency is that you have a 25 year old designer who doesn't want to show anything besides that. And you say, wait a second, we need to represent. We are, you know, we're a group of people who are diverse. Yeah. Yes. We we can get great design, but we will make sure that, that, you know, we're telling everybody's story. Yeah. Not just, not just, you know, the cool kids.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Well, let's, let's jump into this because I think you have a handful of things you want to kind of walk us through that we should be thinking about implementing as we as we desire to kind of create these communities um, th- that are uh, communicating that that we care.
2: Sure. One of the you know first things I want to make sure people do is just watch our language,
0: mm. uh,
2: and not and I don't mean cuss words. Just make sure that you don't use language that is insider language that's connected to your, to your organization. And there's really Christianese in order to communicate things that make sense to you but don't make sense to a lot of people. And this is not new. Oh, my goodness. We've been doing this a long time. But I think it's become more and more important to really connect with the people you're trying to reach, the people you're trying to serve, and to, to use words that really make sense. Uh, when, when I started in the ministry many, many years ago, the word evangelical, for example, was a great word because mm. it really told people that you are gonna tell the good news of the of the gospel, yeah. the evangel that's that that's what the word meant. so saying that you are an evangelical person had that kind of okay you you believe in the Bible, you believe in the good news over the years, the word evangelical has gotten all these other hooks thrown into it absolutely you know and with all kinds of appendages that are not necessarily that meaning anymore a lot of people you say evangelicals and their first thought it's not the gospel their first thought is you are affiliated with a political party Mm -hmm. or you Mm -hmm. you know and i'm like that has nothing to do with political you know political parties has nothing to do with republican democrat it's that but i'm not gonna fight that you know that battle has already been lost the word has already been tainted and there were things attached to it along the way that you you can't take it out even if you want to so instead of trying to redefine the word that everybody thinks is one thing use another word yeah figure out a better way to communicate who you are and create that so be aware of what the words you're using and that they are not now become marginalized because over the years, people have taken them and bastardized the original meeting.
0: Yeah, and, and I think the only way to really discover that in your organization is either an employee that's been there less than six months or working with consultants like us at the A Group. Because the reality is inside your you have so much internal language. Uh, the church I do a lot of work with in Detroit, they abbreviate everything everything like so like for months they kept talking about goc are we going to do goc this year they'll use it in announcements on sunday morning we're excited about this year's goc i'm like what the heck is goc well it stands for glory of christmas it's their big christmas program but they have done it for 30 plus years uh, it's a magnificent program by the way but they've just gotten to a place where they they shorten everything it's just goc and so uh they yeah i remember one time in a meeting just saying hey can, just Can we stop for a second? Could you guys tell me what all these different things mean? Because I hear all these different abbreviations. So I think you either got to ask a brand new employee or some consultants that help you walk through that because we our internal language becomes so normal, we don't even realize we do it anymore.
2: Absolutely. And, and we see this all the time in websites. Right. When under ministries, so you click the ministry tab, and you 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 see you know faith winners and you know glory to God kids and yeah. I'm like what, what are these things you know yeah. spectrum you know right, like right. what what is that if yeah. you don't know what it is just, I'm not gonna click on something I don't know and it means nothing and yet, it was like oh that's your youth ministry so right. why you shouldn't go under youth well everybody knows to so know not everybody knows so I, I think yeah you're right. But even sometimes subtle things that that certain words that we have been using for decades that now have changed meaning. So watch out for those. Okay, yep. let's Good. move on to the next thing. Uh, this one is kind of a little controversial because some people are going to hear something different than I'm going to say. So I'm going to uh, preface. There are certain conversations that I like to call their family conversations. Mm. There are things that you believe in, there are things that are close to you, but there are things that you talk about after people have gotten a chance to get to know you better. You, it's not the first thing you talk
0: about. Right, right.
2: So, you know, I, sometimes where, you know, your stance on sexuality or marriage or all the, some things that are are true to who you are, it, it's important to you, but it's not the first thing you should put mm-hmm. on your website. Right. You know, yep. and sometimes people are trying, so, it would, not saying that you're being inclusive and, and you're trying to uh, bait and switch people with something that they don't know about you, but there are ways that you can bring information to folks in, a, in an appropriate manner at the right time and not just blast it out on a website before people start thinking of you in a different ways without even understanding why you believe what you believe, without giving you a chance to explain in the context of a relationship, why you believe in this way, why you believe that this is right or wrong. And and I think in the world where people are, are looking for ways to discredit nonprofits and discredit churches, those are very important parts. Make sure you have these conversations in, in, in appropriate times, don't put them in the front of everybody before you get a chance to to discuss it.
0: I think that makes a lot of sense. I've always uh, thought and tried to lead with, let's build a bridge before we build a case. Because if you start with your case, you know, before you look for ways that we can find some common ground and show you that we actually care about you, then it just falls on deaf ears. So I like that idea of in your materials, uh, on your website, let's let's look for ways we build a bridge initially. Get some influence there before we build the case.
2: Well, you know, and one thing I appreciate about you over the years in the ministry is that I remember sitting through several uncomfortable messages that you would go, "Look, if you're here and you're, you know, whether it's your first time or you're new." this may sound crazy to you, or this may sound very <laughs> judgmental, or, or this may be something that you never thought about. Hell, you know, there was, does it really exist? Or things that people were like, okay, how is this going to play out? But you gave people a chance to acknowledge their feelings. Sure. Acknowledge that there were people there who probably weren't on the same page, which was okay. You know what? I, I don't mind. I think most people don't mind disagreeing with somebody there's sure. at this point, I don't know anybody who agrees on a hundred percent on anything. Right. I mean, I gave I gave that up you a know, hundred years ago. However, getting the, the dignity to be, to talk to somebody, to listen to them and to feel like you are part of a conversation, not part of the indictment. That's it's right. a completely different dynamic.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's great. Uh, what else we got?
2: Well, this one, it, it, it's, it, we have to do it more often than, uh, than ever before. But you need to be transparent mm-hmm. and own your mistakes. Mm. Sometimes you're going to say things that come across very insensitive, non-inclusive, and you're going to say it you know, because you didn't think through it, because you're flipping about it. Yeah. You thought, thought it would be funny. And instead of you know being defensive about it, somebody says something, come out and say, hey, guess what? that it wasn't funny. Yeah. You know, it wasn't something that I should have said and I should have been more sensitive about it. Uh, I remember one person that you and I worked for uh, years ago uh, when, you know, just from time to time he was to go, God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Ha Mm -hmm. ha ha. And move on to another point. Well, in his mind, he was just doing that to get a cheap laugh out yep. of the audience yep. and to play out, you know, and to connect one point to the next point and move on. But to people in that congregation, you know, whether they had children that were in, in, in sexual you know, issues, they were, personally they yep. had problems, it felt like very dismissive, very, very glib. It was thrown out in a moment when it could have been, a whole subject matter it could have been right. talked differently. Totally. And so being being able to say, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, that probably wasn't it. It's funny, you know, it wasn't the uh, the ideal way to do this. I'm sorry. Let's go on. Yeah. I think having the, the being transparent enough to realize you you made an a unfortunate remark, I think that you know it's imperative. I'm sure you have never done that, Pete, because no, no, I've never,
0: never. I've never. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm, in fact, I've made some mistakes back in the day that if you were to say those things today, you would be fired on the spot. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I mean, on the I spot. Remember. <laughs> yes. Uh, but so yes, you do, you do have to always, always have just that spirit of, yeah, you know what, uh, especially when we're trying to, um, talk about sensitive matters. You know, the reality is if, if you're, um, uh, if you're a white male in your 30s or 40s and you're trying to talk in a sensitive way right now about some of the racial injustices that happen, you should lead with, I'm probably going to say some things that are wrong or insensitive in the next 30 minutes, because you are. You don't (laughs) know. You haven't lived through it. You haven't experienced that, and that's okay. You can still talk about those things, but you should approach them with just a... Uh, a spirit of transparency that I'm going to say some things that might be offensive. That's not my heart. Uh, That's, that's not my goal here. Uh, But uh, I I just think that in this, this time period, we all have to be transparent and willing to own those mistakes.
2: Yeah, it's great. And that goes to my next point, it goes into fundraising and donor development Mm. Uh, because a lot of our nonprofits are, 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 Obviously, right now, more than ever, trying to raise funds to keep the ministers of a flow to move forward, but the the danger here in this you know, while you wanted to make the donor of your uh, of your organization the hero of your story, you should make them the savior of yeah. the story. Yeah, you know, and that's because that exploits not only the donor but exploits the people you're ha- helping. It, it creates a sense that, you know, uh, you, you're trying uh, whatever means necessary to get that donation from somebody. Uh, and I think that, you know, I have seen some nonprofits across that line and usually backfires because people it comes across as dis- disingenuous. It, it's really obvious when you're trying to do that. So there's a big difference between making somebody the hero and say, you know, you because of what you've done you know, we're, you know, God's able to do this or you have saved these children from starvation. Mm. Well, you know, that's, that's, it's a different story there. Yep. You suddenly now have put in a lot more pressure on your donors. You're creating this whole image that, that, you know, be, because now what you're saying is if you don't do it again, they will die. Yeah. And, yeah. and it becomes a very ugly uh, way to, to fundraise in a very weird way to create a story so again if you look at the entirety of this discussion is that we always have been sensitive to language and to imagery to how we portray but today more than ever we have to be inclusive we have to be compassionate and we have to understand that people are very very sensitive about everything and 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 so now not saying be fearful but Watch, you know, have somebody read your information. As you said, somebody who's, you know, haven't been in their organization more than six months. Ask him to, to how, what does this sound to you? I remember, years and years ago, uh, we had a volunteer on on their staff. It was a volunteer staff. I'll mean, I, I consider him staff because he was there all the time, Dave. But I always brought Dave in for the. Looking at what happened in the service because Dave would never been to church before. Every time we did something, it's like, what the hell was that? What do you mean? It's like, why did you just say that? That's weird. That's like, no, that's what we say in church. Why? And he's just like, he would totally challenge it because he never, he didn't understand any of the stuff. And one day he became part of the culture. You know, it's like, so I had to find another Dave because it became normal to him because he just kind of got used. But being able to to watch the way that your organization is inclusive and, and it shows compassion and it becomes that that, you know, people look at you and say, could I come behind this organization? Not that I agree with everything they say or everything they do, but do I have enough information that I say the first yes? Let me know. Let me find out more. It's a difference between somebody writing you off from a, some, one glib little sentence on your website that wasn't thought through That's and right. they say this is not for me these people are not uh inclusive they they have a different agenda
0: yeah I, I i couldn't agree more And i think really what we're trying to do is we're not trying to change the hearts of our non-prof, non-profit non uh, ministry partners we we think that their hearts are already there they are inclusive and compassionate we're trying to say let's make sure you're telling a true story to your heart like let's make sure you're coming across to people who are going to land on your website people who are going to receive your mailer people who are going to see your instagram posts. let's make sure you are accurately portraying the inclusive and compassionate part of of your heart and your ministry
2: and well said that's what we want and it is now a little more difficult than it was six months ago
0: yeah agreed yeah it's changed it
2: has and one of the things that we're working on uh um, right now is is a, a guide to some of the tactics that we've learned over the this pandemic but it, what has happened in the last six months to eight months in, in, in the whole world i don't think it's just america is that certain things that were bubbling up underneath the surface have suddenly erupted and taking a much stronger presence than they would have if time had not changed the way it did, That's right. if we had not had this compressed time of isolation and and unrest and eruption and fear, all the things that that have experienced, they may have come you know taking a few more years to become top in front. But suddenly, in a matter of weeks, these things are most like a, a an explosion that came from under the earth. You know, they were buried a little bit under the ground, but now you cannot ignore them. They That's are right. here, and if you don't understand the dynamics if you don't use these tactics or if you don't uh if you just neglect them you're not going to be as you know um effective uh, in your ministry you're not going to reach as many people you're not going to be a, uh you're not going to grow to the level you could if you understood this dynamics from the beginning
0: yeah i couldn't agree with you more and I, th- I think this is a it's a real key time uh, i can't you know culture's always shifting but i think you used the word of eruption or disruption maybe both are accurate of what we're seeing right now it is a sharp change in culture and nonprofits and ministries historically haven't always been known as being quick to change with the times this is a this is a change this is a transition that i don't think we can miss If we want to continue to uh, see our churches and our nonprofits grow, Uh, we exist to help people solve problems and create tools that help them, you know, grow. And um, I think that this, I don't know if you want to call it a white paper or a guide or an e-book or what we'll call it, but I think it's going to be an awesome tool to help a lot of people.
2: Yeah, you know, white paper, people don't know what that means. E-book sounds long I yeah. like guides guide right <laughs> it's I, a guide I guides all day long you know guides seem sounds like practical and easy and, and we want to do both but yeah i, I think for us is that our job is to stay ahead and to look at trends and look at ways that that our partners and our clients can you know move faster and more per you know and, and, and a, a faster pace to do what they do best so that's why I think it's really important that if we're seeing these happen, these things happen on the front lines, let's tell our, our, our you know, our friends and our clients, and let's them make sure that they employ these tactics.
0: Yep, I agree. And uh, so the the guide's on its way. But uh, if you have questions before that, if we can help navigate. Uh, you through this whether it's looking through some of your assets or um, just talking strategy about how to create this culture of compassion and inclusivity uh, we as always love to help you can go to com slash contact and uh, reach out to us we always say it's free to reach out free to have the conversation to talk about how we might be able to to help you out and uh uh, Merleo, as always thanks so much for just sharing these uh latest learnings i know that they're gonna go a long way in helping us create the cultures that we really want to create and to all of you out there that are on the front lines doing this work day in and day out uh, as always thank you guys for what you're doing to make the world a better place